Hey guys, Ray Russell and Steve Eckstab back yet again for another edition of WCNN. And yet again, it's another uh, sad edition of WCNN as uh, we're getting ready to discuss another passing in the world of professional wrestling. One Steve Ellis Sasser, better known in the wrestling circles as Steve Casey. And some of you may also remember him as uh, Steve Dane. Uh, Steve, welcome back to the show once again. Unfortunately, it's another one of these episodes. Yeah, like you, like you mentioned, on these, these never get easy. We really need to come up with something to kind of break the monotony of the WCNN here uh, mm-hmm. so we can talk about something else instead of death. Uh, they, just, they just keep happening. Obviously, there's nothing we can do to stop that, but we want to give everybody uh, their rightful, not necessarily eulogy, but their rightful respects for what they brought to the business. Because everybody, whether they're big or small, as far as their contributions, they all contributed something, and they all deserve some sort of respects given in a way yeah. I'm glad we do these. Oh yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a sad state, but at the same time, I, some of these guys really, it, they were a major part of my, my youth and uh, other guys. I'm just enthralled by their history in the business, like, like Pat Patterson. So either way, I, I really want to give these guys their just do at least from us, just give our take along with, you know, everybody else is doing it. Why not us too? And so that's kind of what, what this show's all about, just kind of us giving our take and paying our respects. And for, you know, maybe we'll teach everybody a, a thing or two, or maybe we'll bring up memories that, that might trigger their memory. And it's always good to think of fond memories, uh, you know, when, when people pass, celebrate their life maybe more so than, than mourn their death. At least that's what I try to do. Uh, Steve, this episode's kind of timely for us because it involves a wrestler by the name of Steve Casey who uh, over at the Wrestling Memory Grenade, we've been covering him all year in the NWA 1989. And uh, I'm going to do a little piece on him here, and then we'll talk just a little bit about Steve Casey. Born October 30th, 1958, Steve Sasser, known in the wrestling circles, as I mentioned before, as Steve Casey, a.k.a. also Steve Dane, of Howe, Texas, just north of Dallas. Not to be confused with the Irish wrestler, Steve Casey, who also wrestled as Steve McCoy the son of Black Angus Campbell, who competed in both the United Kingdom and the United States between 1979 and 96. And I want to make that very important here because this particular Steve Casey, Steve Dane, broke into the business right around 1986, I believe. But sometimes you'll see results from prior to that with this name uh, lumped in with him. And it's, it's not him. It's confused. There's two different Steve Casey wrestlers. I just want to make that clear here as we get going. Steve Sasser was trained by Texas wrestling legend Cowboy Scott Casey, and adopted his last name to become Kayfay Brothers in the sport. Casey wrestled predominantly in the Texas territories throughout the late 1980s before receiving a big break, being brought into the Turner-owned NWA in January of 1989. Thanks in part to his tremendous physical appearance, some may liken to a smaller Lex Luger, Casey initially received an undefeated push for the first couple of months with the company, but after a brief initial push, Casey slowly fell down the card in the NWA, mostly playing the jobber to the star role to the higher level stars through the end of the summer of 1989. Casey would return home to Texas and continue to compete, now under the name Steve the Great Dane, and later sensational and even stunning Steve Dane. Spending much of the early 90s working in the heel role for the USWA's Dallas promotion and later the Global Wrestling Federation, Dane became one of the better-known heels on ESPN, and by 1992 would have a rivalry that everyone from the era would remember. 
1992, Dane's feud with the second-generation star Chaz Taylor, son of Texas stalwart Tug Taylor, would become a weekly episodic rivalry that could see no end. Week after week on ESPN, the two men would continue to try and outdo one another, no end in sight, until it happened. The first ever, and hopefully only ever, bungee cord match was set for ESPN. The two men elevated high, high in the air, with the use of a crane and a safety cage. The two men would fight it out. The only way to win? Throw your opponent out of the cage. With bungee cords attached, Chaz would go on to become victorious, knocking Dane out of the cage, making him the first, and once again, hopefully, the only man to risk taking a bungee cord leap in lesser than safe conditions. Though Dane wasn't done yet yanking Chaz off the cage as well, it would seem the feud would continue on. But like all good things, the feud had to come to an end by the end of 1992, and by 1993, all was forgiven as Dane had seen the light. After a recent run with fellow heel gorgeous Gary Young as the global tag team champions, the Goodfellows, the newly turned babyface Steve Dane would form a team with his former foe, Chaz, called the Skyliners. The duo would even go on to capture the GWF tag team titles in 1993. As the 90s went on, Dane's wrestling career became less frequent, popping up for WCW on a Dallas TV taping in 95, and later on, a pair of episodes of WWF-TV from 1997, wrestling as Steve Casey. Sasser's wrestling career soon fizzled, and he went on to live a life outside of the business. Sasser passed away in his sleep on the morning of December 9th, 2020, at the age of 62. And Steve, this is kind of timely for us. As I mentioned, we've been covering Steve Casey now for about at least eight months straight here. Uh, on the Wrestling Memory Grenade show we did. And so I know if you weren't familiar with him before, you've, you've gotten a look at him now, so at least you know who we're speaking about here. Yeah, absolutely. I, I've I've seen him before, uh, before we started doing the grenade. But, uh, yeah, basically we've seen his entire Crockett run here in 89 on the grenade. And I thought that initial push that you mentioned here was pretty solid. I mean, they gave him a chance. And I think a, a new booker came in. And that's pretty much it, which seems to be a trend in 89. People get pushes and then a new booker comes in and it gets squashed rather quickly. But, um, yeah, I thought he looked good. I mean, he, he had a great physical look. He kind of reminded me of a young Ultimate Warrior, not as big, but with that blonde hair, long blonde hair, the mustache, and the uh, just the build. I thought he had a pretty solid look for, you know, 1989. It was kind of bland. It'd be bland in today's uh, wrestling. Right. Um, but, I, I mean, he was he looked pretty good. I, I was pretty entertained by him. I thought he was, he did, he did his, he served a purpose. He, he did a pretty good job of what he did. I think once that initial push kind of fizzled on him, I don't know how interested he was in <laughs> as far as, cause you can see him just, I don't know, just kind of going through the motions. But uh, I, I think the biggest issue there was he just wasn't necessarily ready for being on a big time stage like that. The territories would have helped him big time there. I know you talk about his run in GWF a lot. You know, that's the Steve Dane you remember. And I wish I'd seen more of it. I did watch some of the global stuff, but I never really got to that feud between him and Chaz with the, <laughs> I did. I have seen the bungee cord match, which is just right. insane. It's just insane that that would even be filmed and put on TV. I mean, how dangerous can you get? And uh, thankfully it's the last, it's the only one we've ever seen, which is rightfully so. Uh, and I, I love the name here of the Skyliners. That's perfect because <laughs> they're the ones that were up there, you know, <laughs> risking life and limb in the sky, essentially. 
and then they become the Skyliners. So that's a that's a great name. So I wish I'd seen more global because I think that's where his biggest or best run was. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And that way I can get like a true appreciation of what he did uh, as far as the business goes. But um, yeah, it's sad. He's only 62. That's not very old at all. Not much else to say there. Yeah. And I agree with you. And I think we mentioned that a lot on the earlier episodes in the 89 year of the grenade and in regards to it just appeared that maybe Casey was pushed a little too soon or brought in a little too soon in the NWA because I felt like when I watched him in 1992, he was ready for maybe more of a prominent role than what he wound up receiving in NWA. But I have to, you know, I'm not going to sit here and change my opinion on something now uh, just because, you know, unfortunately he's, he's passed away. I think it was just too much too soon. He was just too green for the opportunity he was given based on the way he worked <laughs> there in 1989. I think a lot of the higher ups kind of figured that out. And again, I, I don't know what happened there, but it didn't pan out. Uh, he did, you know, did the best uh, as he could on the underneath. And uh, eventually his time was up and he was gone, but he went and uh, continued to get better and certainly did get better as he went back to Dallas yeah. and worked the heel role more. So I, that's what I remember him for is his heel role in Dallas, both in the USWA and then later on, in global as well. And I was just uh, always a big fan of him there. So he's always st- going to be Steve Dane to me. So I just, I wanted to do this show, not only because we've been covering him all year, it just came out of nowhere. Uh, actually, we had one of our listeners send me a message several days. I, I believe it was something like five days after he passed away because it was so under the, the rug under the cover because he had never made it, you know, big time, so to speak for any long, long, lengthy period of time that it really hadn't been reported by any of the sites, which I'm kind of saddened by because he did do more than enough to deserve more than a sentence in the wrestling observer, which is pretty much what he got there. And uh, I was really saddened to see that too. When I asked Dave Meltzer about it, he said, I spoke about it last Thursday in the observer. And I, I go to the observer and there's one or two sentences written. I felt his career deserved a little more than that. Uh, But I'm not going to get into all that right now. This is more about Steve's life and what he did for the business. And I just, we made fun or not, not of him, but he's had, he's had a nickname by the announcers chopper. And we kept trying to figure out what the hell does chopper mean? We've been having fun with that on the grenade for so many months now. And I, we've been yeah. contacting guys left and right. Scott Casey himself. Um, Chaz is a follower of the grenade, uh, you know, on Twitter. So I asked Chaz and Chaz really wasn't sure, but I have seen other, People leave comments and things since his passing, referring to him as Chopper. So it's a clearly a, a, a nickname that he's, he received from his friends throughout time. And so uh, I still don't know what it means or what it de- derives from, but I just wanted to do this show and say R.I.P. Chopper, man. And we appreciate all the fun you know we've been able to come up with uh, to make the Steve Casey character pop on the Grenade Show. But also, I just really appreciate every Monday through Friday, 4 p.m., turning on global and getting my fix of Steve Dane. Yeah, absolutely. I wish we could. That was the one mystery is it's crazy. We talked about it on the episode, like one of our last episodes of the grenade. That's our goal for the rest of the year is to figure out why he's called chopper. And then next thing you know, you gave me that news. It's like, no way. Cause you just don't expect it. I mean, like you said, we, we made him pop on the grenade and that's what we, that's kind of like one of the reasons we did the podcast is to give lesser known people, you know, information on these guys that, are forgotten in time and for somebody like Meltzer to only give a sentence like you said that's for another time but that's kind of a 
ridiculous. I mean, Global was pretty big. It was on ESPN, and mm-hmm. that bungee cord match is historic. So, obviously, the guy that is in the match deserves more than a sentence. But um, it's neither here nor there. So, we'll, we'll give him the rifle due and um, just rest easy. And uh, thoughts and prayers again with his fan, uh, friends and family and all his fans. Steve Casey. Yeah, and I appreciate you, brother. I appreciate you coming on here and doing this with me. Um, it means a lot to me. All these global guys, really, uh, and the USWA Dallas guys, too, really uh, live on in my heart because these were guys that you come home from school every day of the week, and they're there for you on the TV. <laughs> you know, it's like you come home and you do your homework and you're you're watching an hour of wrestling. It's it's a dream that we don't get anymore. And it's just, it was such a great, great time in, in my life. And he was a, a big part of that. And so um, just one more time, RIP Steve Casey, RIP Steve Dane. Thank you, Steve Sasser, for entertaining us uh, here in the NWA show and beyond. Thank you once again. And once again, we're done with another edition of WCNN. We'll be back again soon.